Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Thanking you, as always, for clicking on the podcast. If you're a new listener, a returning listener, it, all the same, it really does mean the absolute world. We are on episode 89 now of the podcast, and we're going to talk about Prey, the brand new film in the Predator saga. One that I was like unsure what they're going to, how it's going to come, but then obviously as the reviews were coming out and people were really praising it, I kept on getting a little bit more excited. I felt like the trailers were just, it was a nice amount of what they were showing us. It wasn't just kind of throwing all the action in the trailers and giving you everything away. I was just on that hype train, you know, for this film to come out. Obviously, I love Predator. The first film is absolutely incredible. The sequels, there's, there's some hits and misses in there, but still, it's a character that I really like, as too did my dad, who absolutely loved this character. And I can safely say that, on, on behalf of pretty much every Predator fan, this film is excellent. Like, it is so excellent. It is easily, without doubt, the best Predator film that we've had since that original and it's, I said to one of my friends, I was like, if the first one wasn't so iconic in its own right, because it's a masterpiece, let's be honest, um, that this would be the best Predator film ever. I th- I genuinely think it's got it's got something about it that genuinely does make me think this. I could see the argument for someone saying, yeah, this is the, the best Predator film. Because I just feel like they've just completely understood what the Predator is, what the, what this, what these beings are, what the, you know what I mean? Like how they work, what they do by stripping the story back as well and just making it as nice and straightforward as a Comanche tribe. Obviously, they're on a hunt, but they're being hunted at the same time. It just works so well. I also think as well it's the perfect time length. Like, it's an hour and 40, I think it is. Really good. The pace is cracking. Like, it's just so excellent. I'm very much looking forward to talking about this, um, yeah, this film on today's podcast episode. So, again, thank you so much for, for clicking on. Obviously, you can find the podcast available on rss.com, Apple, Google, Spotify, podcasts, etc. Give us a like and a follow on Facebook by searching Joe Blogs About Films. Also, hit the notification button and the like button, whatever it is, on Spotify, etc. so you can be notified when the new episode is uploaded. While you're at it, why not leave a little review as well? Because that'd be, that'd be lovely. Would really appreciate that. So, here we go then. Episode 89, talking about Prey. I feel like it's going to be one of those podcasts podcast once again that I just constantly just say nice things and pretty much gush over this film like I said I've been a fan of the Predator franchise it's hard not for me to be a little bit giddy just how good this film was and hopefully it doesn't come across too bad like I'm just there like this is great but still I, I really am looking forward to uh, to talking more about it because there's so much that I did love in this film there's so much to unpack really so synopsis-wise, to earn her stripes as a warrior, Comanche hunter Naru must take the ritual of Kutamia and bring down a particular dangerous beast. Unbeknownst to her, though, she and her tribe themselves are being hunted by a creature more deadly by far. It is just so good. Like It's such a nice, basic, stripped-back story. Um, you know, like, who is the prey to whom of this film? That's pretty much, you know, say that all the way through. And I felt that having this as a prequel has worked in the film's favour. It's essentially, with Predators, as I said earlier, first time on Earth. And they could do pretty much anything with this film by doing it that way. They really could. But by having it as simple as, you know, a Comanche tribe hunting being hunted, it's a really great concept. It's one that, like, I was all for on the announcement of it. And, I, you know, I was really excited as well to see that Dan Trachtenberg, who directed 10 Cloverfield Lane, was attached to this as well, because 10 Cloverfield Lane is really great. And that is, again, a very small-scale story. This, too, you know, the budget for this can't have been grand in any way, but, you know, I mean, it, enough to make a film this good. But by having it such a small scale, it's completely worked in the film's favour. It was such good. Like I said, the visuals, you know, the the set pieces, the locations, whatever it is about this film, the performances as well, I'm going to come to that in a second, but honestly... I think everything about this film was pretty, pretty excellent. Uh, Amber Mid-Thunder, who plays Naru, is absolutely ace in this film. 
really, really excellent performance and full on embodies his character like every time because she's pretty much in every scene of this film. I think there's not, I can't think of many where she's not in. It might just be like the odd ones where we get to see what the Predator's up to or whatever, but everything else is pretty much following Naru because it's it's an underdog story, basically. You know what I mean? This is She's trying to become a hunter within her Comanche tribe, but she's been stopped and been oppressed, obviously, because they're just like, well, that's not what women do. There's a quote, obviously, that's in the trailer that you'd have seen where someone asks her, why do you want to hunt? She's like, because you all think that I can't. She is an excellent hunter, excellent tracker. She's a lot smarter than what she's given credit for. And it's like one of those ways, like, why are you trying to make her do that, that trope of what women to air quote should be doing in this tribe you know she doesn't want to be cooking and cleaning this and the other she has the right determination the desire the strength the ferocity and will really shines in that performance as well like i love how that she would react to finding new technology or whatever or equipment or whatever like not only from the predator but also there's the obviously french military who are in this from like 1716 and whatnot you know she learns how to use a gun this you know within this film because all she uses is you know his axes and this that and the other i just felt that everything within a performance was absolutely fantastic and a really, really strong lead. And you can see how this character, this Naru's character, does end up being able to give the Predator a really good, you know, battle itself. You know, he's, he, Predator's back to just looking for a, a, a decent competitor to fight, as they do, you know what I mean? They do it for sport, they do it for honour. He's certainly found the right person to be fighting in this film because she is amazing in this. I felt, like I said, that whole underdog story of her was just excellent and by the end of it you know having been constantly pushed back and the relationships that are in there between her and her brother by the end of it she is like i said the the best hunter within this tribe 100 percent. she's absolutely amazing performance from mid thunder i really did really did uh, enjoy it because like i said they're like the relationship with the brother is it is a very believable one because there's other characters in there where you're just like yeah they're just they're just going to get picked off you know what i mean like there'll be a few minutes and i'm sure that they'll have a limb flying everywhere or something like that but i did feel that that relationship with uh naru and her brother i've not jotted the character's name down was just excellent and really believable you know there's that bridge between them still though although there's there, there, there is a good relationship and dynamic between the two there is definitely a bridge between them because only men should be hunters as, as what they say and what they believe obviously in this Comanche tribe and that she's not like capable to it he knows that she's good but it's not but it's almost like he doesn't think that she's good enough um but that determination and drive to hunt will never be quashed and that's the thing it's, it's that once you've got your calling for something nothing can stop you know what I mean and we do see that a lot in this with Naru because her character like I say there's so much strength and so much determination and she is just a badass man you know what i mean like one of those one of those leads straight away where i'm like i want to see more of this character if they do if i'm like please do more sequels showing naru and, and if the predators do come back or whatever like her just being a badass again like she's up there straight away from the just from this 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 film alone you know in, in terms of strong female leads like from what we i was like this is she, she's definitely in that top list you know like we read your ripley's and such she is so so good um i did think as well speaking of the comanche tribe like, I, I felt that they did such a good job of like being quite um, like on it with it in the sense that they've clearly done research. They've clearly not been disrespectful in any way. They've learned, they've took away and and presented it. Because like I said, I didn't know too much about Comanche Tribe in itself or anything like that. I've obviously read bits and bobs, but I just felt that they'd done a really good job of encapsulating that and, and bringing that to the screen. Because it was nice to see how the tribe functions uh, and worked and utilized what they have just with the stuff that are around them. Like in particular, Naru using their own survival techniques such as creating rope from you know certain branches and stripping them down and doing it that way i just thought it was really good it was nice to see how this they all worked and it was that kind of again of them going off to do the hunt but then essentially being hunted as well not only by the predator but there's also as i said the french military that's knocking about which you've seen in the trailer as well where there's gun gunfire this and that 
I just felt like all of it worked really well. It was just a, like I said, like in terms of what they've done with this film, there's, there's a lot of, there's, there's really no negatives for me in this film whatsoever. I love the dog as well. I love a dog in the film all the way through the added concern and like kind of stress of, Oh my God, please, please let the dog survive. But I did think it was, uh, yeah, it was a really nice addition for to have the, uh, the dog as a companion throughout. Um, the opening title card as well, having the lead character look up to the sky where we can see the formations of the clouds, like, moving about obviously after the ships come down and then we see it say prayer she's looking up i thought it was really 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 excellent there was so many like shots that i loved in this film so many like you know me with the cinematography i'm a big fan of it all like i said the the wide shots we got to see and sweeping shots of just the forests or whatever was really really excellent i loved the cut shots of following the comanche tribe as they hunt through the forest beautiful wide sweeping shots i say just showcasing that landscape uh, I love the overhead shot of the characters running in the grass as well, which you've seen in the trailer when the Predator starts running them, obviously is invisible, when we just see them bolting it and just the grass behind them moving. Um, I thought that was a really, really excellent one. And in addition to the one of my other favourite shots within this film, there's like a spiral spinny kind of shot when she's up in a tree, Naru's up in a tree and she jumps and it like kind of follows, it spins around with her. Just it's it's one of those things where you felt like you were you are there with them as this hunt is ongoing. Um, the costume and set is pretty excellent, like really really excellent. Uh, the practicality of the film really is great because there's not too much CGI in the film, but having it mostly practical is really effective for this Predator story. Because I don't know, like I felt you could tell when the Predator was on screen, which I will come to talk about the Predator in a second, that it was some guy in a suit. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just a case of oh let's just CGI everything this, let's do this. That there is CGI in there, and at times. Yeah, it's probably not the best CGI that you're ever going to see, but you can forgive it because the film is so bloody good. You know what I mean? Like those films where you might have like a just a moment, like an animal might just not look great. We're not talking like, because I always say the level of CGI in terms of like the bar to not go below is like the Walking Dead's level of CGI because it's so terrible. If you just Google Walking Dead CGI deer, you'll know what I mean. But I did feel that even still having most of it practical on set, on location, just helped this film in its entirety because this is it. We were talking about a Comanche tribe being hunted by a predator. I don't really think there'd be much need for CGI in there, obviously excluding certain things with the predator, like the camouflage and stuff, but it was really great having it all uh, on location and practical. I did think that it was, uh, yeah, really, really good. Uh, there's so much tension as well and build up with the predator because, like, it is so reminiscent of the first one in that instance because I think that it was, I think, is, is the Predator one about an hour and maybe a similar time, maybe an hour and 40, hour and a half or something like that. We don't see the Predator for at least 50 odd minutes of the film, I don't think, in the first one. It's the same kind of thing for this. Like, yeah, we know he's knocking about and we can see like, you know, a certain silhouette of him through his um, through his camouflage. But I just thought that the build-up was, was really great of like not revealing him straight away. Yeah, we see him come down, this, that and the other, but... This is something that most of the sequels have not done. They just want to get the Predator on screen and seen as possible. It's almost like, it's one of those where I say that with with the, with the characters like the Predator in particular, and you could even say this maybe with Alien as well, is that it's lost the scariness, I should say, because it's like almost treated as just another slasher. You know what I mean? Like another slasher monster where, well, if you watch AVP 2, then that is just one terrible slasher horror film was meant to be a sci-fi film but again i, I digress <laughs> but yeah so like i felt that what they've done with this predator is bring back that kind of like the, the huntingness is that a word <laughs> of of this character it's not a case of like you know people running around in the dark trying not to get you know killed or whatever i mean there is that but it's done in the right way it's not done in like a slasher way so i really enjoyed what they did with the predator because it wasn't like right get him on people want to see the predator let's get let's you know no build up is needed just just get him on screen no this is the right story because it's like the predator himself. It's like he, they, they, the, the predators hunt 
other species, as I said earlier, it's either for sport or it's for honour, searching for an opponent that's worthy of them. It was nice seeing this actually be the case in the film because this is something that I say that none of the other films have really done. They've just kind of done different things with the Predator to try and make it, I don't know, I don't even really know what they're trying to make it more scary, but at the same time, it's like why it's like in the because I, I didn't for everyone who didn't like the uh, the, the Predator, which I do get because it's not the best sequel in the world. I didn't mind it too much. I did think that the ending let it down awfully, um, but I just felt that what was the need of having these kind of super predators? Like the predator, in it, the predator himself is terrifying enough if you do it right. Like I said, this, the, the the hunting aspect of it, we don't have to have another set of predators hunting another set of predators. Just you know what I mean? Like just leave leave the sim leave it simple. And this is exactly what the film has done. It's nice that they've left it a little bit before doing another one because you can tell they've like I said that you know Dan Trashenbach and 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 everyone else involved have really gone in and gone right. Let's write a really simple hunting predator story. And this is something that I really, really did um, really did dig from it, as you can tell by the constant gushing about this film. Um, it doesn't have all the gizmos and gadgets as well, the Predator in this film, which is a nice touch because some of the things we do see we've never seen before, some things that obviously he'll, they'll adapt. Like, for example, like the helmet, for one thing. You, if you've seen images, you know that it's not like a classic Predator helmet. But it is really cool. I think like it's. It, I wrote down in my notes that he is one ugly mother effer because, obviously, I mean, we don't get that quote in the film, but you don't really need it when you see the Predator without his mask on. You are like, my God. Like, he's, they're quite ugly, to say the least, in the other films. This one, even more so, because Jesus. And what else was a nice touch that the director did for this as well, which I saw in an interview, was that they brought in the same kind of goo and slime that the Xenomorphs have and get put that on, obviously, on its, on its face and its whatever. Um, I thought it was just a nice touch. I thought it was really great, i say, because... The predator in this, like I say, is is back to what it should be. You know, like I said, a hunter, because he works his way through. It's not like a case of he lands and he's like, right, let's get me some humans killed and skinned. It's not a case of that at all. This is the first time the predator has been on Earth. He's he's not gonna he's, he's not gonna go straight for the humans. He has to work his way up that, that that food chain, and we see it like from from the first kill to when obviously he does manage to get to the humans. He is literally just working his way to find a competitor that is worthy of his fight and worthy of a good battle. So that we start off with the small animals, obviously building up to like the likes of bears, as you've seen in the trailer, and then it gets onto the humans. I just thought that was really excellent as well. Like I genuinely did. It was nice to see that it was like not just straight in for right. Predators come, he's going to start killing humans. And, and when he does start killing, good God, the deaths and kills in this film are insane. Like some of the best probably in the Predators film run. Like the action in this is absolutely fantastic. Like they've not, they've not downplayed anything or they've not... Um, you know, made it a bit more family friendly because it's gone into like Disney Plus. Like, no, this this is they've got some pretty good deaths in this. Like, there's a lot of a lot of blood when they want to. Um, for particular say in terms of action, the sequence that's in the burnt forest, which again you'll have seen in the trailers, the silhouette of the predator just stood around the mist and the ash or whatever. So effective, like it's so striking. It's just a great setting, like for that for that action set, like I said, on location. This for me was probably my favorite part of the film because, as I said earlier, you could just tell that it is a guy in a suit. Obviously, in terms of the predator, just going around, just picking off these people one at a time. I love, like I said, some of the gizmos he has in this, like with the shields, and like the other thing that I wrote down in particular again on the back of this scene was that the choreograph, like in the choreography in the film is absolutely excellent. Like it flows brilliantly. It doesn't seem like it's been rehearsed whatsoever. You know, like the bit when he's like, he grabs someone's hammer with his claws and throws it up in the air, catches it and then goes in for the kill. Just stuff like that. And in particular, I say with Nauru as well, when she's 
getting up to her plan of trying to take the predator down, this that, and the other. A lot of the stuff that she's doing, it just felt like they were. I mean, obviously, because it felt real because it was. You know, they're on set, they're fighting away, they're doing what they're supposed to do as actors and such. But it just looked really great. Whether it was with the predator, whether it was with, as I say, any other characters, like I say, the French military or whoever, it all worked so well. There's so many things in this film that I just felt they just got really, really nailed on. Like I loved the hand-to-hand combat fight sequences. Like, the Predator does not go straight in for, right, I'm going to get my spear out and I'm going to start launching it at people, I'm going to start shooting them with my late, like my gun or whatever. None of that. Like, it is literally like he wants a good fisty fight. You know what I mean? Like, he is looking for something for that challenge and that fight for that respect to be like, right, here we go, this is it. I thought it was really, really good. Like when he, Obviously, when he does start pulling out gizmos and gadgets, yeah, it's brilliant. Like, it's really, really good. Um, but I, I just felt like the fact that they did strip that back as well, obviously, like I said, because it was set hundreds and hundreds of years ago, it was um, really great. Uh, one of the best quotes ever in Predator uh, from the first one is used in this, uh, which was a big, big tick for me. There's a lot of ticks in this film, but that one I was like, yes, like fist pump in the air kind of thing. It was just, uh, I'm not going to say what it was, but you'll know it when you hear it, basically, Predator fans. So overall, as I say, I, I, I as you can imagine, I've really loved this film. I thought it was a, it was definitely one of my favourites of the year so far, without a shadow of a doubt. August is obviously getting packed with loads of new releases and such, but I feel like the, the if Prey came out in the cinema, it would do it would do so well. But I can see maybe why they've thought right. We'll not do a cinema run. We'll do it. We'll do it a streaming service only kind of thing, because um, I feel that like if they were to do another film, I think then it would go to the cinema. Um, but all in all, like I, I absolutely love this film. I felt that they've done such a fantastic job with it. Like I said, from performances uh, to like I said, the action, it, it all worked so well for me. Um, and as a fan, as I say, of the, of the saga and such, I, I think that they've done a, a tremendous job with it. And I would love, would absolutely love, as I say, Dan Trachtenberg. I would love him to come back and do another one because I think that he's really, really captured what the Predator should be. Um, and as I say, with the whole underdog story for Naru as well, obviously not being allowed to be a hunter, but by the end, obviously, is is honoured and seen as a hunter. Is uh, It's a great character piece in this film. She's a ferocious heroine, and I feel that the authenticity of it, where it's set, obviously, for this period, is is really dead on. Um, I, just great seeing the Predator just being a badass hunter once again and, and having a badass uh, lead, just all round. Very, very good film. Out of 10, definite eight and a half, pushing nine, I'd say even. I know it's big words. I've already said that it probably could be arguably the best Predator film there is, but it was really good. Like the, the, the time length of the film, an hour and 40, spot on. Everything in this film really, really was nailed on. And um, yeah, I cannot praise it any more than I already have. So do make sure you check it out. Get in touch if you have checked it out and have a, have a good old chinwag about the Predator in itself. Uh, but Prey is up there as one of my favourite films of the year. Top th- three, five straight away. So I look forward to putting that list together towards the end of the year. To the, towards the end of the year. But still, do check it out. Do give us a like and follow on Facebook as well. Do share the pod. That'd be really appreciated. Uh, on a personal note, as I say, I'm dedicating this episode to my dad's who was a huge Predator enthusiast, huge Predator fan, and I know for a fact, like everyone else who's Predator fans, he would have loved this so, so much. This one's for him. Um, I'm just really glad that they've got a Predator film that's pretty, pretty excellent. You know what I mean? It's been bloody ages since we've had one. So yeah, really, really great film. But thank you as always for checking out the podcast and for giving us a listen. Really appreciate it. Until the next episode, take care.